Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Kicking Cancer Podcast. My name is Brooke Brown. I'm Marcus. And we are so excited that you've joined us. You know, we want to walk with you through the season in our life where we walked through cancer. And, you know, that season really shaped us. It shaped our walk with the Lord. It shaped our family. And we want to just encourage you and equip you as you walk through different seasons in your life. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Thanks. We're going to have fun together. We Let's are. Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to, I think this is like our fourth episode. Yes, right? our fourth episode. Welcome back. Yeah. How's your day going, babe? It's going pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. It's been an interesting day. Why? Well, I've been down at the center doing some checkups and things, and so... Yeah, it's always an interesting day when you get kind of put back into that world where you're doing doing labs and consultations and all the things, setting up scans. Yeah, going yeah. through it. Yeah. I know that it, many of you that are listening out here, I mean, this is kind of, this is what life is even. After cancer, after yeah. After cancer, it's still yeah. going back, and I mean, it's just kind of normal, brings back memories. Emotions, and, and yeah, and then you see the people there, and you just want to hug them all. And Does it hit you in the mornings when you, or does it? Like when you know, all right, I got to get up and go. Does it hit you? Yeah, yeah, it does. As you're getting ready, you just you know it's going to throw you back into that place. And and uh, in, in everyday life, you don't think about all those things. So when you go to the center, or you see the doctors, and you hear the lingo, it it's it's like a song, or it's like you know some uh, a movie. It can put you back in that place, and it does. It's just it it captures you and puts you back. That's why we we talked about cancer being like a burglar something broke in through yeah. your life you did, it was uninvited guest yeah it's a great way to put it and then <laughs> we're like how many years are we removed like five years or so yeah seven seven since diagnosis and we want to yeah. totally edge that out of our lives it, we would love to but like anything else we go through things and we pray that god will use it yeah to help others and to bring right. him glory so that's why we're here today that's right yeah uh, we're going to talk about, this is not going to be a hard subject to talk about, but for some of you, there's going to be some homework with this subject, and it is the need for life-giving friends. Yeah. You need friends. There's a difference between having friends, uh, life-sucking friends. Some friends are like a straw. They put it in your soul and suck the life out of you, and, uh, and you, their names just came to your mind. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't say anything. Don't name names. <laughs> and then there's life-giving friends. Yes, and it's so important. It is so important. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Do you remember our first call to Pastor Rick? When he called us? Yeah. When he heard about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. He, uh, he He's told us that there was good news that we did not have to look and go looking for a friend, that we already had all the friends we needed for this season, for this time. So that was an encouragement to us. I'll actually never forget it because yeah. after all the bad news and everything that he knew was ahead of us and everything, he's yeah. like, I got, I got one thing, good friends. You don't have to go make one friend for this season. So thankful. You've already made those friends. Yeah. They're here for you. And I will tell you, this is what I have seen and you've seen even when we were doing chemo, when you were in there doing chemo and I would be in there, we would see people that were all alone. Yeah. And they didn't have anybody with them. Some, Most of them not even family that was with them that could be a strength for them yeah. in tough times. 
And so this is what I see as a pastor is that a lot of people go through a hard thing in their life, whether it's uh, something medical or something relational or something in their business. But it's like a big word like cancer or divorce or bankruptcy, and they have never made a real friend. So they go through that time and they try to rent a friend and they get frustrated. They're like, can I, can I hang out with you right now? And they got, and so they're trying to start a friendship uh, because of that. And you just can't make a friendship in the middle of that season. It's just so hard. So don't rent a friend. Forge a friendship now. You're going to yeah. need them in the seasons of your life. That's right. We're going to read a few verses and then we'll get into some, uh, uh, into some scriptures. And we'll tell some stories about life-giving friends and life-sucking friends. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> and names will remain nameless. People Proverbs 17, 17. Read that. Yes. We stood on this one, didn't we? A friend loves at all times, and a brother or a sister is born for adversity. Yeah. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. When you're thinking about that scripture, how many peop- different people are in that scripture? It's, it's one person. Mm-hmm. A friend loves at all times. And then there's a comma there. And so what happens is if you, when you have real friends and you're going through good seasons and bad seasons and just normal life, like everything doesn't have to be drama. It doesn't yeah. have to be like an adrenaline rush or a victory or a defeat. It's like they live at all times, all seasons. What happens is they move from being a friend to being a brother. Yeah. Friend loves at all times. And a brother is born. Pause. For adversity. That's right. And when you're going through adversity, you got to look around and go, who, who's in my life that's not just a friend? They're like a brother. They're like a sister. They were made for that moment right there. Yeah, it wasn't, and I think we even mentioned it before, but as soon as we had that diagnosis that the doctor had come to the house, we had, I had a sweet friend come to the house, right. and it was not minutes later. She was there and with me in the devastation of hearing that news, and it was so, I'll never forget not sitting there alone in the knowledge, but having somebody there to wrap their arms around me and cry with me. Mm. I think about this. You can disagree with me on this Bible story. But with, with David and Goliath, um, Goliath comes out and he wants to fight somebody one-on-one from the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and then everybody's just like trembling because he's like nine feet, nine inches or whatever, you know, and his reputation is so awful. So he's got filthy language, mocking language, and he is just such an intimidating force. And uh, he's a Philistine warrior, which in the Old Testament, the Philistines are are like very, I don't, they're, they're like a picture of Satan, and they're a picture of uh, spiritual warfare. So uh, David comes up and says, I'll fight him. And then we all know the story. He takes a stone, he hits him in the head, he cuts his head off. But I want to back up like when you're in the fight of your life, don't let the enemy determine how the fight is fought. So what are we doing allowing the enemy to say, come out and fight me one-on-one? Mm-hmm. And we're like, and so don't be da- like David and Goliath in the story of just saying, I'm going to fight you one-on-one. God gave us a family, and he wants you to fight the biggest fights of your life from a position of family. That's why when the disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. He said, all right, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And what did he say? Our Father. Father. He didn't say, "Uh, when you pray singularly, you should pray my Father. No, he didn't say that. 
you're in a family and you even pray from the position, that powerful position, that I'm part of a family who prays like an army. So good. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Let's read another scripture and then we'll get into this. Okay. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Let me get here just to make sure you're not, you're reading the right scripture. <laughs> you go, go ahead. We're going to read uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 8 through 10. Let's do that. One person who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to all his toil, and his eyes are never satisfied with riches, so that he never asks, For whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and an unhappy business. Yep. So, NIV, I like this. There was a man all alone. Verse 8, he had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, his labor. He's just working all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, then at the end, watch what he says, for whom am I toiling? And why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This is meaningless, a miserable business. This is what he's saying. If if you're just working in your life, you're missing the point of life. Mm-hmm. Life is all about relationships. And here's a guy. It's sad. There's a man all alone. That's the saddest thing in the world. Like, I'm going through the worst thing in my life. I'm all alone. And then, then you'll get to the part of Ecclesiastes 4 that most of us can quote. Would you read uh, 9 and 10? Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Yep. So life-giving friends. Yeah. How, uh, I think here's the best way I can describe like life-giving friends for me. If we go to somebody's house <laughs> and I'm driving there. <laughs> uh, I'm an extrovert introvert, so there's times where I don't want to be around anybody. So I hope I got some people out there. So if we're, we're going to somebody's house, I'll say, uh, if I don't want to be there, I'll go, babe, how long do we have to stay without, a f- like, it, can we stay 30 minutes? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we cannot go for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, how, like, when can we leave without offending them? Like 30 minutes, an hour, and she'll usually say, we got to stay an hour and a half at least. I'm like, oh my, like, <laughs> oh, my. If, if you're going to someone's house and you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> And then you get there, and you have, like, flu-like symptoms. Oh, my you goodness. Know. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, the time is dragging on. You're like, their kids are running around. You're like, they have the worst kids in the world. Oh, my goodness. You know? And you go, you went to the bathroom three times. You haven't even, you know, you're just killing time in the restroom. You're, oh, I got a phone call. You're out on the sidewalk, you know, half the time. And then you look down, and 15 minutes has gone by. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those are not life-giving friends. Okay. Life-giving friends when you go to somebody's house and you can't wait to get there. Yes. It's like something you're circling on the calendar. Oh, Thursday night. We're going to have fun. And you get there, and even if it's pandemonium, you're having the time of your life. Yeah. You look up, and it's three hours, four hours, five hours later. It's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And you're like, are, are we too old to ask to spend the night? <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all have any PJs we can borrow? Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) would that be awkward for you? Is that going to end the prison? Like, when you, and then you get in the car and you're going home and you don't know how to describe it, but you're like, ah, my soul is full. Yes. Okay. In this season, when you're listening to this, right now, God wants you 
in, to have this, and he's going to move people in your life for this. Yeah. But here's some principles. Mm-hmm. So we're going to write a few things down. What's principle number one? Distance? Yeah. Toxic friends. You got to distance toxic friends. Yeah. Yep. And it's okay to do so. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's so important what um, what you're putting in your ears and your eyes at this point, but it's really important that people around you that they're speaking faith, words of faith. Um, they're they're declaring. You need those spiritual friends that are declaring God's truth over you that you know that are praying for you, um, not the woe is me. I'm so you know. You want compassion. You want people to be there to cry with you, but you don't want the people that are just swimming in the I'm so sorry and life is you know yep so you need those people that have faith that can if you've got toxic friends I'm not saying in the relationship but they got to move from your top five to your bottom 50 they have to make that move and I'll tell you why and you tell me if you felt this way in vulnerable seasons of of my life it's almost felt like whatever was in their soul got into my oh, soul. Yeah, it's like a it's transference. Like I'm so ter- tender. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, um, like I don't know, relational osmosis. It's like yeah. what's ever on them gets in me too, and maybe it's just because your heart's bleeding or whatever. But whatever's in them's getting in you. So, uh, we would have people that just had no faith. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, there were people that would say. You know, she might die. You had a friend say, you know, she might die, but God's will is going to be done. And if that happens, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. God's going to get glory from it. But we were just like, no, we we don't receive that. <laughs> That's we, not what we're standing on. And honestly, I, we didn't need people with bad theology. Yeah. Like yeah. either hyper bad theology, just, you know, uh, we didn't need people who were just like, well, maybe, maybe she'll die an early death and God will be glorified. Yeah, I'm like, oh lesson, my gosh. No. Or they'd say things like, uh, well, maybe God needs another flower in heaven. God can make flowers. All he's yeah. got to do is say it. He <laughs> he's made, he's nobody made all turns that we see. a flower in heaven, you know. Yeah. I mean, he is not that sadistic. So, uh, but yeah, people that just see the negative, I'm still trying to do better myself. <laughs> Seeing the positive. <laughs> Seeing the yeah. positive. I wake up in the morning and uh, I, t- <laughs> I tend to give Brooke all the bad news to start her day. So <laughs> not how I want to start. I'm my still day. growing. <laughs> yes, you are. Drama. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to be in the middle of all that. People that are just drama filled. Their work is never going right. Their yeah. relationships are never going right. You gotta you gotta put some distance between because they're gonna transfer some things in the soul. Yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah. You got anything else you want to say? You're about in it? the fight of your life. You gotta you've gotta really watch who is around you during this time. Yeah, it's I re- important. I remember when Pastor Rick came <laughs> and announced that we had uh, that you had cancer and announced what our family. Oh, on a Sunday morning. Yes. Yes. And there and then all of a sudden. Brooke was surrounded by people who were falling apart, crying on her shoulder. And I'm like, Brooke is counseling and consoling other people (laughs) about the problems she's going through. They took the news really hard (laughs) that I had cancer. And And I see her just rubbing people's backs (laughs) and people crying. (laughs) I'm like, something is off right here. (laughs) It was interesting. Your soul is so precious and you need it, like the fight of your life. I think we said this one week. It's like the spirit of a man will raise him up on his sickbed. You got to have a strong soul, a strong spirit because you're in a fight. Yeah, that's right. Here's the second thing. Give yeah. us number two. Draw near to life-giving friends. Okay. Life-giving 
friends. You got to draw yeah. near. Yes. So there's some people you got to distance and you've got to push them away. And there's others that you've got to bring closer mm-hmm. into your orbit. This principle and the last principle that we're going to talk about here, it is fine when you circle and go, that person is life-giving and you know you need them. It is okay to call them and say, I need you. Yeah. I may not need you for the rest of my life, but I need you in this season of my life. Mm-hmm. This is what we are. We're yeah. the body of Christ. That's right. That's what know? we do. And so you call them. You're going to need some friends that know how to pray. That's right. Spiritual prayer warriors that are going to stand in the gap for you. They wake up in the middle of the night. They think about you, and they're praying and bringing your needs before God. You need it. you got to have it. We used to wake up. Do you remember? Uh, we would wake up, and we would actually like feel the, the presence of God in our room, and uh-huh. we knew it was because people were praying. They were on their face before God and pleading with him to heal. You said multiple times, people are praying for us right now. Yeah. We could feel it. There, there was one time we were in the car and just minding our own business, and, like, the presence of God filled the car, mm-hmm. and we were, like, it was so much peace, and I went, what is, you know, I'm just trying to go get a hamburger. And it was like, and you said, People are praying for us right now. It was that was those and then were there some, were there were some mornings where I looked at you and said, "I'm not going to chemo, <laughs> oh, and you can't know. make me." Oh, and it took the, those prayers for me to get to the treatment center because I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone if if I didn't feel supported in that way. It was so important. So I, and so these are spiritual people, people that take prayer. Listen. It's okay. Some of those people are a little weird. They're a little socially <laughs> off. I mean, you don't want them to hold a microphone, but they will get up in the middle of the night. They they got some spooky tendencies, and God put them will put them in your life for such yeah. a time as this. You know, mm-hmm. I appreciate every one of those people. They yes. go to war for us and with us. I'm so thankful. You got to have it. People yeah. that inspire too. Yes. Yeah. There are some people that just word things in a way that lift your soul. Uh-huh. They see the positive. They're like, I got a friend like that at GLR. He drives me crazy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just Positive people drive you crazy? <laughs> well, they convict Let's me. Let's unpack make, that. They no, make I'm me look just, bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thank God for those friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you hang out with them yeah. a little bit more? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. She goes, let's go back to the first statement. Uh, <laughs> it's important to have those people because even in the heavy, there can be a lot of wonderful moments, a lot of wonderful memories made, and and we saw this take place. Yeah, those people that just bring joy yeah, to the room. They light it up. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It strengthens your heart. Yeah. Talk about some of those type people. I remember one uh, week at the treatment center that my appointment was running really, really behind. And there were a lot of people in the waiting room that day. And every time we would go to the waiting room, we always had like a a bunch of people with us. It was like a party in the waiting room as we waited. Hey, let me pause you. Even the hospital said, we've never seen anything like this ever at the hospital. Like when you show up, is this an entourage? I mean... We were blessed. Yeah. We were blessed. And so we would we would spend time visiting, but one time it took a lot. I mean, we were it was hours past time. And one of my crazy friends got an idea that we should do karaoke in the waiting room. <laughs> and so they had this little we were on the top floor and you can look out and you can see the bottom floor and it's like this this glass little case and 
um, Celine Dion, they, they reenacted the boat scene. <laughs> My heart will go on and on. And they leaned over the, and then Bon Jovi was, we were all living on a prayer that day. And it was, it was so much fun right in the middle of me about to get hooked up and doing my chemo we were in the waiting room if i'd known you were doing that michael jackson michael jackson was beating it (laughs) told everybody in the treatment center they were going to beat it that day it was good it was so much fun right in the middle of that season oh all kinds of friends you had someone call and ask if 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 she if you wanted her to bring i don't know why she called you but she asked no this is one of your friends (laughs) Don't you, don't you, don't you even put me under this bus. One of Brooke's friends <laughs> she was called, kidding. knew we were having a long wait, and yeah. she's like, can I bring jello shots up there? And I was like, <laughs> it's, what? It's five o'clock somewhere, she, <laughs> That's said. What she said. I was like. <laughs> she was kidding. <laughs> no, she grew she up Methodist. No, she <laughs> <laughs> uh, We had some fun. We did. Yes. Yeah. I had one uh, friend right when we heard the news, and she was just so upset about it. She said, uh, you know what? When I get really upset about something in life, there's something that really helps me. I go and I key cars. And so she asked me, do you want me to go? Do you want to go key cars? I call it like a bohemian therapy. She said, do you remember that? And I was like, I didn't know if she was serious or she was playing. I was hoping it was like at the junkyard or something that she wasn't hitting a dealership she was thinking about the mall (laughs) but yeah it's you got to have those people that lighten the lighten the mood and bring some joy go to uh first samuel 14 today and you can read this story it's of jonathan yeah he wants to i think he's just wanting to prove himself as a man he hadn't really fought in battles and he's kind of been protected and so he wants to take on the Philistines, and he turns to a servant, and uh, he said, let's go fight the Philistines, and they find them. The Philistines, uh, they built something on a cliff, and it was kind of like a garrison. It was like, how are you going to get to them? And so when he found them on the cliff, he turned to his servant and said, if we climb up the cliff on this side, it's full of briars. And if we climb up the on the other side it's full of jagged rocks and it's it's dangerous either way either we're going to get beat up or we're going to get cut up mm. and he was like and then he turns to his servant and he goes uh which do you think we should do and his servant looked at him and said and this is so profound i want you to get this he said do whatever is in your heart mm-hmm. he said i'm with you heart and soul wow so he was telling this guy who's a friend he was saying, it's going to be hard either way. And he goes, it doesn't matter if it's hard. I'm here with you through the hard times. Let's go do something hard together. I believe God's going to give you, like you, if you've got a hard season in front of you, uh, God's going to bring you some friends that don't mind doing hard things with you and going yeah. through a hard season. Yeah, They're tough. Yeah, Some tough friends. Get down in it with you. Okay, I think the third thing is you're going to need to make some new friends. You need to... to to think about this and pray for this. Pray for some friends. God, I need some new ones. I got too many toxic friends. Maybe, maybe you have just too many needy type people that, you know, they're not really a friendship. They're a ministry. Yes. Uh, so what do you do? You pray for new ones. Show yourself friendly, mm-hmm. you know, and start recruiting. 
Think about it and just say, God, bring some people to my mind. Think about if you're part of a local church, think about those people. I remember I set a goal to know that we had 30 people praying for us every day. Yeah. Like I need an army that's going to pray. And I would ask them, I said, would you be a friend if you do nothing else? You'll pray for us every single day. Yes. For th- and we got 30 of them. And they would just they just prayed and prayed and prayed their guts out. Yeah. But you're going to have to get on the offense. If you're just waiting and going, oh, I hope this comes into my life. Uh, it's not gonna. That ship ain't coming in. You got to swim out to that one. Put your bathing suit on and get to swimming. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts, babe? It's important. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's important. Pray for us. And let's get out of here. I'd love to. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for friendships. <clears throat> I thank you for people that you place in our life to do life with, for the good times and the difficult. Father, I pray for everyone listening today, those people that don't quite have those relationships. I thank you, Father, that you're going to direct every step. You're going to bring people into their lives to do life with, that they can encourage and love well, and people to carry their burdens as well. Father, it's your desire and it's your will that we do this, that we love each other well and walk through life together and point each other to you. So, Father, thank you for friends. Thank you for those that are already being amazing friends. Teach us to love well. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are so thankful you tuned in for today's episode. That's right. I felt like I nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you really really learned something um, that's going to help you. And we just want to say thank you for being here with us. And we can't wait to share another chapter with you next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe to follow what's going on on this journey and share it with people that you know that need it. And also know that... This is just a supplement. This is not your relationship with Christ. Get involved in your local church. Find some people that can surround you because you need to be in a local church in the season you're in right now. That's right. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye.